Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to the GeForce Podcast, a show for car enthusiasts by car enthusiasts. Happy Friday. Hope you're ready to embrace the weekend, including another exciting round of Formula One action. Now, before we jump into an overview of the weekend's racing activities, we actually need to cover a few major breaking news items from the past week. Less than two days after the champagne celebration at Imola, the Formula One teams all agreed on a very exciting new proposal with effect from this season. In three races this year, we'll see a new type of qualification, a sprint race on the Saturday of the race weekend. This is extremely exciting for us F1 fans, so let's quickly delve into it and explain why it's so exciting. Traditionally, a Formula One weekend is made up of three distinct days of activities. Practice sessions on Friday, a series of qualification sessions on Saturday, which then determine the starting grid for the race on Sunday. During these qualifying sessions, Cars are out on the track trying to set the fastest time, with the fastest time determining the starting position of the grid for Sunday. Quality, as it's known, is broken down into three separate parts, with the slowest driver being cut from each part as you go into the next one. So think of it kind of as like an elimination round. With the new sprint race proposal, Friday and Saturday sessions will change significantly. On both days in the morning, the track will be open for our practice sessions. On Friday afternoon, there will be a condensed quality. This determines the starting grid for Saturday afternoon's sprint race. The sprint race is an actual race, but at a shorter distance, only 100 kilometers long. But overall, it's still a proper race with the results corresponding to the starting grid for Sunday's main event. And this is why it should be great for us racing fans. It's extra racing action for the race weekend. The top three finishers of the sprint race not only get the top three starting spots on the grid for Sunday's race, but they also will get bonus points. Three points for first, two points for second, one for third. I'm not so sure how to feel about this, as it seems to give pole position extra, extra benefit going into the race weekend. And that's especially true with Lewis and Max seeming to be on track to dominate all the pole positions this year. The sprint race format will only be used for three races this year, with the British Grand Prix at Silverstone confirmed as the first race and Monza and Interlagos being the other two potential candidates. The reason why the teams needed to buy into this and vote on this process is that the extra racing action puts the risk of getting into a racing incident or getting a car damaged in that racing session at a higher level. So they've increased the budget for what they can spend on the cars this year to mitigate that risk. Anyway, Another big breaking news item from the F1 world this week has to do with something we mentioned earlier. The Canadian Grand Prix was in question due to the pandemic, 
with Canada having very strict regulations for visitors coming into the country. In addition, this was actually going to be a very ambitious stretch for F1, with the previous week's race taking place in Azerbaijan. The distance between those two and the logistics to ship out vehicles and all the necessary parts for the Formula One weekend would have been very complicated, only made worse by the ongoing pandemic. While it seems like both of these issues will now be avoided, the Canadian Grand Prix has officially been cancelled for this year. But don't worry, we'll still have some racing action on June 13th. The Turkish Grand Prix will be swapping in. This is the second year in a row that the Turkish Grand Prix is being added back into the F1 calendar as a late change, again due to the pandemic. Before 2020, the last time Turkey was on the F1 calendar was back in 2011. So with this last minute change, we still keep racing in the middle of June, and the logistics of moving the whole paddock from Baku to Istanbul become a lot easier. Well that covers the big news from this week, so let's jump in to this weekend's race, Portimao. A quick recap for where we are currently in the season. Max Verstappen is coming off of his victory at Imola, having dominated the field in the wet track. But Lewis Hamilton had the fastest lap and also made an incredible recovery to second after spinning out earlier in the race. So he actually has a one point lead in the championship over Max. Hamilton has 44 points after last week's race and Verstappen has 43 points. Lando had a fantastic finish on the circuit last week, and he's in third place with 27 points. The Portuguese Grand Prix will be held at the Algarve International Circuit in Portimao, with the track often just being referred to as Portimao. It's a 2.89 mile or 4.65 kilometer long circuit with 15 turns. It was built in 2008 and officially sanctioned by FIA that same year as well, but it didn't see the Formula One action until last year. With the pandemic, F1 had to scramble to find replacements and last-minute venues, so Portimao got the call-up to officially be a Formula One venue. Although this track is relatively new, the Portuguese Grand Prix itself has some significant history. In the 80s and 90s, it was a perennial event on the F1 calendar. The venue used from 1984 to 1996 was the legendary Autodromo do Estoro, and in its first event saw some incredible action. Niki Lauda finished in second was able to actually pull off the championship for that year by just half a point. The race was held in late October, so it coincided with the tail end of the championship for that year. The following year, Estoril was also the first time Ayrton Senna won an F1 race. So another incredible bit of history for that famous track and this famous venue. But back to Portimao. Even though it was a last-minute ad for last year's calendar, it proved to be good enough to earn another return spot for this year. 
it's pretty great seeing the Portuguese Grand Prix name get revived. It's such a cool event, and again, that history is really incredible. It'll be great to keep on adding to that. Last year's race was actually quite significant, aside from just being the return of F1 to Portugal. The race was added toward the latter half of the season, in late October, almost exactly the same timing as the 1984 Grand Prix at Estoril. It was also the race that Lewis Hamilton needed to break an amazing record, the most Grand Prix wins ever. He earned pull in quality the day before, and an early racing incident between now teammates Sergio Perez and Max Verstappen hurt Verstappen's chance to pressure on Lewis for that win. So Lewis walked away with his 92nd Grand Prix win last year, surpassing the legend himself, Michael Schumacher. So what should we expect from this year? There's one big thing to call out right away, the race's timing. Pulling the race into early May versus late October, this year we could potentially see some rain over the weekend. And if that's the case, I think Verstappen's wet race performance at Imola will give him the confidence to pull off the win this week. That being said, Hamilton will definitely be up there in the running for the win as well. And maybe the dry conditions, if that happens, could help Hamilton pull off the win. In third place though, now this is where it gets a little bit more interesting and probably less predictable. But I think those McLarens are looking pretty good this year. And maybe Lando or Danny Rick can pull off a podium this week and add to McLaren's early successes for this season. What are you most excited for for this weekend's race? Who do you think will win? Who do you think will get second? Or maybe even third? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at GeForcePodcast. Podcast.